now listening to The Nasty Table, the premier source for tabletop role-playing actual play. Now come on in, relax, and pull up a seat to The Nasty Table. Caleb, you all right? When are they going to open the box? What are they waiting for? <laughs> you were going to wait for me. Push him up against the wall. I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? That you're I'm not, not gonna threatening like. us in any way, are you? What is it that you think you're doing right now? Here's what's going to happen. I am opening a case. I need statements from each of you. Lieutenant, he only meant that your gun wasn't going to do anything against what we saw. I got pictures of O'Connor getting assaulted. What's your church called? Church of God and the Saints. Look, don't worry about the fucking chick. Shoot up and look around. You are in the trailer park right next to the river. Fugues. Jesus Christ. Did you hurt? Hello. I'm saying the fire would fall out because of gravity. <laughs> Mountain River Rock. Mountain River Rock. Thank you. I was watching. What season? <laughs> I think you should leave. <laughs> so good. New season coming out. Yeah, when is it coming out? I don't know, but Netflix, it says now season coming soon, so. Session 12. 12 sessions. That's a dozen. The next session's gonna be a baker's dozen. Um. I don't know. What does it mean to be? What does it mean to sit at a table and play tabletop? You know, these are the questions that I ask myself. What does it mean, Lord DM? It means that I have uh, prepared the uh, preliminaries into our D&D campaign. That's what it means <laughs> to be. That's good. Um, and I actually had a couple ideas that I am going to run by you and pretend like I care about your input, and I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. So deja vu again. When with we the call Cthulhu. When we get no. When we get started, damn. There's going to be a lot of lore, and so typically when we start new campaigns, I'll send out like uh, <clears throat> Google Drive documents, or I'll print some stuff out for you about the gods and the realms and shit like that. And I know that nobody reads them. So <sighs> what we're well, I know that some people don't read them. Mike Finn, I know you read them. I know I know you're very interested in the lore. But this one's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of shit. This is the biggest world I've ever had to build. So there's a lot of stuff that's kind of in it. And I don't want to, like, strap you down on the chair and fucking, you know, keep your eyes pinned open so you stare at it. But I think that what we're going to do is session zero when we do characters. I think it would be kind of cool to have, like, a like a dramatic reading of certain excerpts of the lore. Like, stories from the lore and shit like that that's kind of going to be building blocks that you can use for your characters like different or dissertations on like uh like the historical aspect of certain cities and countries and stuff like that i think it would be kind of cool if we sat down and, and read some of that stuff just so you guys have it in your head basically the world that you will be stepping into the other thing too is that i've come to realize that i'm going to need some time to really put 100 percent of my effort into designing that stuff not just the setting in the world but also like the actual campaign itself 
So whenever we do sit down to, you know, start D&D, whenever we do, um, I, I, I would like at least, you know, a week, maybe two weeks before so I can really, like, iron out everything because I want to make sure that it's... I know it's not going to be perfect, but I want to make sure that it's good. So I don't know if maybe someone wants to run a one-shot or something during that time or whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out, but... um. And also, I'm not sure if any of this is I'm going to put it in the podcast. I'm just talking to you for it right now. But um, yeah, that's the plan as it is, because I kind of want to I think it would be really nice. I'm going to take a day off work for it, honestly, and just take like a three day weekend and just lock myself in my room with my laptop and just have like a boot camp and just put myself through the ringer and get it all done. But in that space of time, like that week two week break, maybe someone can run a one shot. I know Alex has ran in before, and I know you, Mike Finn, you were playing around with the idea of doing it a little bit. I don't know if you would ever, you know, step up to the plate on that. I but. do want to try an Alex run one shot, though. I would really look, because I remember you were talking about running your own, though. You guys don't have to. Hmm. Or... Because Nick said he'd actually run a one shot for us. Which I thought was surprising, but he seemed super, super into it. Yeah, and it was going to be about cowboys before he gets to. Hey, Whoa. yo. Yeah. Yo. A nice cowboy. That was a joke. I never said that. <laughs> I never said any of that. I would, I would, I would love to see Nick sit right where I'm sitting and run the fucking game. That would be. Would you want to? That Maybe would be a sight, sight to day. behold. Uh, uh, not yet. Because it is. No, look, you get you get a certain experience when you sit there as a player. Because like you're just like, you're. If I'm setting you the ball, you're spiking it over the net. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it is. That's kind of what a DM does. A skilled DM sets you guys up for cool moments and and to be able to express your character. You put in a lot of work. You put in more work than I do, but. At the end of the day, to get you in situations that you feel like you're playing your character to its fullest and playing your character the coolest way it possibly can be, I try to help you with that. So that's what a good DM does. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Delta Green now. Back to the uh, back to the game at hand. So if we could please have a quick, rather quick recap. Somebody run me through exactly what happened last session. Got yeah. Lou there and the and and made it a crime scene. Lou? Taped it up. What? Lou? <laughs> Lieutenant. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, why did I say Lou? <laughs> Longo, sorry. <laughs> Lou. I was like, what? What are you talking Lou. about? It's, uh, it's, it's Lou. It's Lou. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't about? think those edibles are going to hit me. <laughs> no, I don't even think that was that. I think that's just me. Lou. Longo, sorry. Uh, I had the L. Lou. Lou. I had the L. Lou. Lou. <laughs> is that from something? No. Lou is never in. Here's a fun question. Does Ray believe in ghosts? Does Ray have any predisposition to belief in the unnatural? Um, Based on his character, who he is. Yes. He, like, he doesn't see a reason why they couldn't exist because there's some shit that people still can't explain you know there's all types of things he's one of those can't guys. explain so i don't know man like this shit just happened in front of me and it was clear as day and it was real as fuck so hmm. i don't know what what about roy he ever see any 
unexplainable unexplainabilities out on the ranch. No, Roy, strange lights in the sky. Roy doesn't believe in that type of shit. Yeah, no, he, he doesn't believe it. I mean, right now he's definitely in like a shocked kind of state, mm. which is why I, you know, believe he's he made a little um, sporadic kind of choices. Mm. But yeah, he does not believe in that shit. Did not believe in that shit. Is Caleb a God-fearing man? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. And I think at this point, to jump ahead a little bit, um, after experiencing waking up in the middle of the uh, trailer park, mm. he's kind of balancing, pushing some of that stuff down, like he lied to his wife, sort of. Mm-hmm. And just that didn't that didn't happen. We're not going to address that. But then this other thing, like we saw what happened there, like that really happened. Caleb said that was the devil. Was he feels like he keeps getting in these scenarios where everything ramps up really quick and he needs to kind of get back to reality a little bit, but everything keeps getting out of hand, not under his own, like not by his own fault. Outside of his own volition? Yeah. Everything keeps getting ramped up. Involuntary nonsense? Yeah. When he's trying to get back to a case. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Does Jerry believe in ghosts? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he and he also like believes what he saw. You know what I mean? And what he experienced. He's, he so. he Jerry strikes me as a very rooted character in the sense that he trusts himself yeah, and what he what sees I mean. more than more than other stuff. Yeah, definitely. And also the fact that everybody else is on the same board. He's got three other people that witnessed it. You know what I mean? And with how fast we both got up to the office after Chris already had his throat ripped and then me going outside and hearing absolutely nothing like it wasn't like right you know what I mean and Jerry he's not blind to that mm. does Caleb wipe back to front or front to back <laughs> oh, side to side <laughs> oh, yeah. side to side in and out man. in and out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he my. has a toy. He pushes it all no, back. He fucking, yeah. he fucking lays a piece of toilet paper down on the floor and squats like a dog over it lengthwise. You no, sick dude. fuck. No. Shut up. He's got, a, he's got a hole in his backyard. Like, he's one of those. He still has to wipe. I don't know. No, he squats over the hole. They, you know what they Spreads say. Him. Apparently, when you squat like that, you don't have to wipe. Any other thoughts on <laughs> the that? The- <laughs> if you squat, like, like, like. <laughs> Apparently you don't have to. Dude, there's so many toilets in the east of the so world, like out. where you it just, comes out right. They're just in the fucking Dude, ground. It's I just a drain. thought the coolest fucking oh. thing was like it was like a depiction of like a Roman like a bathroom, and it's literally just like like troughs on the side, and you just yeah. sit down next to your buddy, just yeah. take a shit, and they had like these sticks that they used to wipe their ass. It was like a sponge on a stick, and they just fucking wipe their ass, uh. hanging out with the boys. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever peed Communal in a trough? Sponge. Peed in a trough? Yeah, have you ever yes. seen one? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, we went to the Bills game yep. this past season, and their stadium's so old that that's what they have. It's just Pe- a big bathroom with a big, long, fucking metal, wow. like, yeah. tub. Yeah. And you just pee in it, and you walk away. It's so weird. There's one of those at a bar in a fucking Long Beach LBI. Yeah. And uh, I've never seen one. It's before. like a yeah, 
I was like surprised like, that it was in there. I was like, and, like what? Think about like a sporting event. Like it's a really big one, but it's like you're you're shoulder to shoulder with dudes. And, like out. if you like look right or left, like you're getting a view, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, what were you doing, dude? Just taking a taking a taking a drive. But that's that was a one time thing. Dude, I mean, you you got he had a, nothing. No, he had a stressful day. He saw maybe a ghost. <laughs> I roofied myself. <laughs> he had a stressful day. And he ended up in a place that he didn't fall asleep in, but that's all right. Maybe he's just tired. You don't know that. I don't know. Oh what is what is Wait. Caleb really doesn't give a shit, right? No, no, he, not that he doesn't give a shit, but that's just something that, like, that might not have happened, and he's just pushing it down, pushing it down, and, but there's still part of him that's like, oh, maybe that's gonna explode one day. Well, okay, what does Mike Finn think that Caleb did? That Caleb did? Yeah. He can't get this out of his mind, maybe he had another dream, in the same sense, and he, ooh, he wants that rock, he wants those trailers, he wants it. (laughs) He wants that that rock. He wants the rock. He wants, I mean, consider consider and this is just classic mathematics for you you laid your head on the pillow around like roughly 7 a.m roughly 7 a.m you didn't wake up until one that's seven hours Mm -hmm. all right everybody ready to begin yep yep so, back to work, each of you go, heading to the police department at various times. Now, before you arrive, is there anything that you guys would like to do before you go in for your shift? Because at this point, you guys are all still home. Yeah, on my way to work, I want to go to the local hardware store, mm-hmm. and I want to get three bags of mulch, okay. and uh, like a, a bundle of some soft rope. Okay. 50 feet soft rope. 50 feet of soft rope. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're D&D style. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my rope? Um, the ammo that I got at the end of last session yes. when we woke up. Um, so I, I come... A sizable chunk of ammunition. Yeah. I want to, um, you know, load one magazine of that for my Beretta. It's mm-hmm. my personal gun. I want to put that... Uh, I'll say... Yeah, it's the winter. Yes, we're wearing thicker stuff. I'll say I want to strap that on my chest, but on my, like, undershirt. So okay. it's not visible at first along with your personal on the side all right sorry uh i don't work, what, what the is, what's the what's the service service yeah service your gun. service weapon that's interesting okay roy anything before you head in no it's a uh, what day of the week is it sunday sunday yeah no i just wake up is the chicken well you, you already you already woke up you already came downstairs i believe you rode caper yeah, give Caper a nice ride. Yeah, um, had your whole conversation with April about the chicken and Pride and Prejudice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Can I give Caper one more ride? Yeah, sure. All right. I really want to fucking like. I want to push his limits here. Still, again. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, dude, he's got to work. He's an old boy. <laughs> Roll ride. Ninety-one out of sixty-four. Caper, you rode him earlier and. Like I said last session, you could kind of tell that something's a little off. Something's, uh, he's not feeling 100%. And you choose to go back out and ride him, really push his limits again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of turn on this path and you're going and you're going and you're going and you're kind of, you know, giddy up. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. And you can feel him give out. And his leg catches on a log. 
and he falls forward with you on his back. You guys both hurtle towards the ground. He falls kind of forward and also kind of towards his side and your leg kind of gets caught underneath him just a little bit. You're going to take three points of damage. Oh. Sergeant's not going to get work today. Fucking kidding. And the dirt kind of kicks up and he starts winning and tries to right himself. Uh, and kind of you're looking up at him as he's kind of gets up off top of you real quick. And you can see like he's not putting a lot of weight on his back right hoof. Kind of like puts it down and like lifts it back up quickly. And yeah. How, tries to... how far out are we? Probably about a quarter mile. What injuries have I sustained if I lose three HP? Nothing crazy, nothing of note. Uh, your leg hurts pretty bad, and you kind of stand up and brush the dirt off your pants and kind of take a step, and you can feel that there's definitely some some pain there. Probably going to bruise up. Um, it looks like he didn't fall on you with his full weight, so it's nothing too, too crazy. I uh, grab him with my lead and try to guide him back. Mm. Is he able to keep up or no? If you if you keep a walking pace, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's able to keep up, but you can still tell that he's not putting a lot of pressure on on his uh, back right hoof. Okay, um, take him back, go in the house, call the fucking horse guy. There's got to be a horse guy. Yeah, you got a horse guy. Okay, you're the horse guy. <laughs> What's the long short of what he, what you say to him? Um, you got to come check out my horse. You got to come check Caper out. He hurt his back right hoof. So at this point, I mean, you're you're pretty close to going in for your shift. Are you going to wait for this horse guy? Is, oh, he's coming in now? If you'd like him to. It's yeah, up to him. Yeah, he's going to come in now. Okay. I'm going to wait for him. Okay. A little bit of time passes and he comes in, checks out Caper. At this point, you're probably going to be about 10 minutes late. That's fine. Okay. That ain't nothing. Keeps checking it out. He says he may have fractured his... His little horse ankle there. What can we do? Not much we can do except for wait. Try not to ride him too much. Try not to ride him at all. Truth be told, just keep an eye on him. Keep checking him. How long? Put it at five to six weeks before he's really feeling up there. After probably about three weeks, I'd say walk him a little bit. But like I said, try not to put too much uh, too much undue stress on him. Did he did he put anything on the horse? You said <clears throat> or anything? No, he didn't put a splint on. All right. Uh, go to work. Anything that Jerry's doing before he goes in? I mean, how much time do I have? About 30 minutes. It's basically like what you would do quickly before you go in. Yeah, no, nothing specific. So you guys each make your way to the police department. The three of you arrive about roughly the same time. Walk in, making your way down those steps. You see Longo is at his desk. There is a slew of new evidence on your evidence table there most of the stuff that was from the storage locker. Roy is not there for the three that arrive at this point. What do you guys do? I think I'm going to set up on that evidence board. I want to make a uh, start making a timeline. Lots happened in the last 48 hours. Okay. A little more than that, maybe. Yeah. A little more than 48 hours. Start going through it. Things that we, yeah, I guess thinking about things that we need to get back to. Okay. Yeah, I want to hop have. on the corkboard with him. Are you guys actually, do you guys actually want to do that? Because... Oh, we can do that whenever. I was just talking actually, like, talking about it. Because I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that we just happened that we need to go through, kind of. Mm. We can do that whenever. 
It's completely well, your guys' call. Jerry, what were you? What we were can you do it do? now. I mean, I don't really. Let's do it now. Let's get this shit organized. All right. All right. Sounds good. So you guys begin kind of going through, talking through the events and trying to get things in a timeline. And then, Roy, you come in probably about like 15 minutes late. Making your way down. Uh, he has a noticeable limp as he walks down the steps. You all right? Yeah, I had a, uh, just a little fall with the horse before I came in. Doing all right, though. All right. Is the lieutenant's door open? Yes. Uh, l- lieutenant, I know that you were talking to us yesterday about getting grounds for evidence to search that house. Hmm. Think we have it? I don't think so yet. We got nothing from Bobby to RJ. Look, it's a strange occurrence, but... Why Why does it have to be the same? Why does it have to be connected to Bobby? Well, that would be the easiest way to do it. If we're to open up a new investigation into this, we don't have anything from this Ronald Jordan Quinnen to a quote-unquote RJ, a.k.a. your Ringo Harrison. If you can prove that that locker was owned by Ronald Jordan Quinnen, it's easy, but I can't go to a judge and just say RJ, RJ. You know what I mean? I'm going to start running these Gosh darn prints. Actually, I sent those off to Minneapolis. We're going to get someone very, very skilled to take a look at them, and I think that they'd have a much better chance to make sure that we walk away with something airtight here. But that might take a couple days. That's fucking unreal, <laughs> dude. Fuck it really up. is fucking unreal. Damn. Dude. The fucker won't stop. I sent the print fingerprints over there. I also got the pictures developed there from uh, from Ray's camera. How are you guys all feeling, by the way? You guys feeling a little bit better today? Did the pictures come in? Yeah, yeah, we got them. You got them all? Yeah, yeah. We had um, we had one of the day shift guys bring it up to the lab in Minneapolis, and it. Let, let me see him. Let me see him. I I, I cut them all. Mm-hmm. And he kind of moves it over and kind of grabs the uh, the stack of prints and hands them over to you and as he does he says yeah you guys uh you guys didn't seem really really great last night so i'm glad that you guys are starting to feel a little bit better i'm looking over his shoulder while he's looking through these so it looks and you're going through them you got the original pictures that you took of bobby's car and then the pictures you took of rj's car and then like each time you went through in the evidence in the box and this is a big big stack of of photos you took probably like around a hundred pictures right yeah at uh, one point i was literally going like mm-hmm. just non-stop yep. taking pictures so. and you and you get to that part it was like the last piece of evidence that you took from the uh like picture of from from the the box uh and then there's 25 stark white pictures followed immediately by a picture over the shoulder of lieutenant longo so they're developed developed white completely white Wow. And when you get to those, Longo says, the uh, the officer that we sent up there, he said that the guy in the lab said that the uh, the negatives were damaged. We got the negatives in there, too. Nothing he could do to try and restore them or anything like that. Also finished that report from, you know, what happened at the box and all that, so. How about that full report on the box, the lockbox? Yeah, that's done, too. Uh, I can go get that for you if you'd like. Yeah. Gotcha. And he steps out. And as he leaves, um, you guys also see that the uh, 
the written report that basically he and Officer Burris generated is also uh, on the, on the desk there. Few moments pass, and he comes back with another stack of paper, uh, which he brings over to Caleb and hands it to him. And he says, um, and he looks at Roy first when he says it. He says, Sergeant Larson brought this over to me uh, along with his resignation letter. That's the day shift sergeant? Mm-hmm. From investigative. But it's all done. The investigative unit, you know, wrote up a pretty decent report on it. And they have all those, uh, the censored photos as well. If you guys want to bring that to your meeting tonight with uh, Curtis Collins, if you're still going. Any hands over that report? Take the report and read through it. And I guess I'd share it with everybody there. All the papers. Best I can. So, the final version of this report has the stuff from the previous version, as well as uh, the following. 23 different individuals. 9 male, 14 female, and a physical description of each individual. Their rough height and weight, uh, their rough age, hair color... There's also censored versions of the photographs, and there's a blurb there that basically says none of the descriptions match any open missing persons case or child murder within a 30-mile radius of Linwood, but without knowing the exact time that the photos were taken, they don't really know where to start their search at. So the first thing that they did basically this morning was look into all open missing children or missing... or. Uh, child murders in a 30 mile radius and they haven't found anything that matches the physical description of the ones the individuals in these pictures uh did the lieutenant hand me the sergeant's resignation letter or no did he just say it? no he just said it okay and he also handed me that same report he handed it to caleb oh, okay he didn't hand me anything he just told me no yeah what time are we meeting with the pedo tonight <laughs> Last time we met him, it was uh, 10.30. 10.30. All right. So we can show him this file, see if he has any insight on it. What are you thinking? Looking at that. He has something in there. We all know it. So I'll open this wide open. Did he also send the blood samples off? Do you ask him? Yeah. Yeah, I sent the blood samples off just to get the typing on them. Those should probably take a little bit as well. Those are probably going to take a week. Uh, while you guys were off shift, I also got employment records from Quick Store. Uh, I got the log sheet uh, photocopied for us, and I got the their scheduling too. Uh, that stuff's all over there with the evidence. We uh, We got a lot of the stuff out of that locker, but not everything. We couldn't move the box. We got those dresses, the tools... Uh, the chemicals, those uh, nitrous oxide cans too. Um, other than that, the other things, the table. We got the ashes, the table lighter, and um, both of those notes, we had them laminated as well. This guy obviously knew that you guys were coming with that note about Lawman. So I would caution you to be a little bit extra careful you know making sure if anyone's watching you or looking out for tails or anything like that if anyone's interested in the report that me and Burris wrote up be more than happy to share it with you I also do want to ask if any of you want any kind of psych eval you guys seem way better right now but last night seemed a little rough on you so 
you know, I'm just putting that out there too. If you want to take some time off or anything like that, let me know. But the fact that you guys showed up when I asked if you guys wanted to take off, it's only my guess that you're probably good. How are you explaining two dead kids now? Who do I have to explain it to? Media hasn't come asking yet. Kid didn't have a family. Well, he did. We did reach out to Mr. and Mrs. Hudson, and obviously they're upset, but we didn't really tell them the exact details of what happened. Said it's under investigation, so they're probably going to get a little antsy in the next couple of days if we don't come away with something, but for the most part, they're grieving now. Probably going to ask questions soon. And the second a newspaper comes up to this door, you know, obviously there's going to have to be something. But at this point, I don't have to hold a press conference, so I'm not even thinking about that. I want to get this solved. So I'll explain it. I'll spin it however I have to spin it when it comes to the table. But it's not it's not here yet. I need you guys to start putting in, you know, try and get some names, try to get some something. So that when I do have to have that press conference, I'm not going to look like a complete stupid asshole. Make this department look stupid. This note is talking about someone. So the first two lines are saying he strays from the flock. I need to leave to get safe. Third line says he lacks clarity and decisiveness. I don't want to say this in front of the lieutenant. So, I well, I'd like to say this at some point when he goes back into his office, but... Yeah, so, I mean, after he's done basically telling you guys that stuff, um, he goes back into his office. Okay. Closes the door. It says, he strays from the flock. I need to leave to get safe. So, does anyone get the impression from that... That one of these Bobby Tillman, RJ figures could have left this organization or this if this possibly is it was RJ if this <clears throat> RJ knew he was leaving why is his car abandoned in the way that it was seemingly taken attacked that's right and also his car left open prior to this Ringo Harrison checking a storage unit. Maybe whoever went to that storage unit wasn't RJ. That's true. And he could be talking about maybe Bobby Tillman not being the one. He strays from the flock. And this is now Bobby Tillman who is dead in a bar. Yeah, that's why I was talking about timeline so we have do I see that report about the um about RJ the the car being abandoned is that full report done yes yeah you guys have access to that does it give an estimated time on when we would think that it would be so patrol officer Dennis Pierce uh, responds to a call regarding an abandoned vehicle at 1230 a.m. reported by Lily David a nearby homeowner Miss David works nights at a hospital as a nurse. 
Miss David claims she originally noticed the vehicle in the owner's driveway with the door open two days prior to the report, and it seemed to be running uh, tonight, which, when the report was written, when she returned home from work, she noticed it again, knocked on the door of the house to no response. Miss David also claims she wouldn't think much of it, but the homeowner, whose name she does not know, has always struck her as, quote-unquote, the suspicious type. I, Officer Dennis Pierce, pressed her on that. She claims he would frequently leave for days at a time. He would carry large amounts of chemicals into his home, is very asocial, and would give her ugly glares. She describes him as a creep. She never seen anyone else. She's never seen anyone else enter the home, but also admits that she does not watch the house regularly. Miss David lives at 4436 57th Street Northwest, only two houses down, but still a ways away due to the positioning of the vehicle owner's home. So we're thinking Thursday night, Friday morning, this vehicle's left abandoned. Um, did we find out about the fingerprints yet? Did we? Uh, the fingerprints got sent off to a lab in Minneapolis to be analyzed, and it's probably going to take about a week. Or a couple of days, I should say. So then, 24 hours after, we find a body in the river, and Bobby Tillman gets killed. Yeah, but the body that was found in the river, that wasn't determined that it had been there for some, months, some length months. of time. I could see Bobby uh, lining up with that timeline. I'm just throwing anything out there. Then... Presumably in this scenario, the next step is the morning after Bobby gets killed. We have somebody check into the storage locker, and that's all timeline we have on this Bobby or this RJ, correct? In terms of their actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you're saying that you think the first paragraph is he strays from the flock, that's Bobby. I'm... It might not be Bobby, but... And RJ's, I need to leave to get safe. Yes. Oh, so then it says... Three days ago was a storage locker. Am I dumb? Did I, th- did I say the wrong thing? Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to cut you off. When did you say the wrong thing? When was the storage locker last? It was three days ago at 10.30 a.m.? They said three days ago oh, okay. at 10.30 a.m. Oh, so it could be the same person. I don't know what I was yes, talking about. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's... So now it's four days ago. Thursday morning? Yes. Yeah, Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, this person leaves this note, checks the storage locker, says they're leaving for a while. Then this car is abandoned. That sometime, we're assuming, between when that storage locker was taken and this person getting back to their house, this RJ, then 24 hours later, or a little more than 24 hours later, then Bobby dies. That's the timeline. And that makes sense, according to this. But then... Yeah, okay. I was confusing myself. Sorry. To me is it says the little ones will take care of it. If that's... If that's saying that the little ones will take care of Bobby, then do we have to look more into the kids? Right? That's a good-ass interpretation. I mean... Yeah, me... I mean, well, he, I don't know Mark how, still said he was like, I don't really know these kids. It just happened. I don't know how much in the, the child porn thing we're still, you know, now we're into 
Oh, the oh, I thought he was talking about him. the kid that killed Bobby and his friends. Yeah, yes. that's what I thought Nick was talking yeah. about. I'm saying even as like, okay, Bobby's involved in some, if Bobby is a part of all this shit, the kids killed Bobby, you could possibly interpret it as the child porn is going to cover him up in his any role or anything you, you know what i mean that's a way to cover up the trail that oh like he's involved with child porn and shit it, it he's not have, a cultist he's just a fucking yeah you, you, right you, right like okay that's a third way to to take it maybe I, but i'm still wondering um, if like if the picture like maybe these maybe the maybe these kids in the pictures weren't doing really po it said poses it didn't say sec it didn't say it was like Anything you know sexual. what i mean like yeah. what if it's some fucking weird like religious like I, I don't know like ritual fucking poses that they're doing and that's what it is we also then it raises the question what the fuck with the lolita thing i still don't, I don't really you know what i mean but i don't really think that that's what it I don't really think that's what it was. I don't know. I think that I'm I'm still I'm fucking sus on the kids now, big we're, time. We're also getting a weird vibe that these pictures could be from any time before, where these kids might have grown up a little bit, mm -hmm. grown into teenagers. Yeah, he's saying, and also I'm not I'm not sus of the kids because he he's saying they don't know it yet, but they're gonna take care of it. They don't know it yet, but the little ones will take care of it. So like. Yeah. Maybe. He, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he just but, 3D chess the But then, but then, still, they're that they're talking about the kids. Right? There's there's some kind well, of line there. Then. We, there's yeah, something we, should, we can follow. We should yeah. make it a priority to go interview these friends. friends. That's what I'm saying. And we were we were we were th literally like, not to shit talk the DM here, but we were kind of like told like, get away from the kids. Like like at least. Longo was kind of like, oh, the kids are not sus. Stop thinking about the kids. Like, that's what they wanted us to do, I think. And now there's someone. And even if. Well, that was just legal procedure. Oh, right, right. No, I'm, I'm not saying. Because Bobby not, Tillman's case was yeah, closed. Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, but like, still, it's like, there might be a lot more to that with this. Yeah. If RJ was writing this and said he strays from the flock and he's talking about Bobby. I need to leave. He lacks clarity. They don't know it yet, but the little ones will take care of it. And we're now under the... Well, maybe they know it now. <laughs> maybe they do, but he, the kid didn't seem like he... Mark really didn't, knew but the three did. that fled... Gotta talk to the friends. It's Yeah, it's not something that I think is complete bullshit. Yeah. I think it's not a bad road to go down. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, But also, we have... Someone was conscious enough to put a note inside of the storage unit that said, I'm on your ass. I'm assuming you guys have all seen this by you two, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think Jerry and Ray were the ones did that didn't see actually see it before. We so who could that be? Timeline-wise, that happened before... Well, unless one of the employees let someone in without signing them in. Three days before we met the kid was right before session one. Right. Maybe we get a schedule on to see if our guy was even there at 10.30 in that morning. Maybe get a car that matches up. See if it was the same truck that was at RJ's. Like yeah. I like I said, uh, Longo actually procured the, uh, the quick store employment records, the log sheet, and a copy of the schedule for you. Take a quick peek at that. See who was on at 10.30. 
10:30. So the listings also like these uh these documents also have a preliminary report that details a conversation that Lieutenant Longo had with one Vic Riggs, who is the manager. Uh, basically found out that all the employees are paid under the table in cash. The quick store itself is a chain, but it doesn't go outside of Minnesota. Like it's not huge. So he, he's not the owner of the store, but he's a manager that has been placed there by like the owner of this large chain of stores. List of names for the employees who like work the counters. There are four people who work the counters in two 12-hour shifts each there's also like a groundskeeper kind of like a maintenance guy if you go through and spend some time looking at this you can see that uh ringo harrison accesses the storage container at least once a week and always in the same time frame it's always somewhere roughly between 9 30 and 11 a.m and based on the schedule is there somebody that's usually working at those times the same person every time his name is Garrett Cohen. Who is the... What's the name of that groundskeeper? The groundskeeper's name is Roger Beach. And what are his usual hours? Uh, looks like they only have him come in for about eight hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday. It's usually anywhere between... It kind of changes around, it looks like, uh, but typically anywhere between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. he'll come in for eight hours. But like, so 6 p.m. is like the cutoff. So he'll work like eight hours before then. But okay, and what was Beach? Beach, B E E C H. We also have the um, the woman in the trailer park. I didn't know. If we yeah, were true. Trying to get her picture. Trying to get that car to Charles. I mean, that's a quick task. We can knock out pretty quick. I feel like. Well, I don't know if we really need her picture anymore because the whole deal was to identify her with the uh, sister photo we have, but Bobby's sister. Now, as for but the, we still the car, have to figure out what I mean, what did Bobby have to do with that trailer? If he was still going there that often, sounds like we still got to... a reason to question it. The th- well, that changes the objective being. Before, we didn't have to interact with her. Sounds like we would have to, like, interview her in some way to learn these things. Does the... He had a sister, right? The little the little boy? Did he, mm-hmm. have, a, did he have a sibling? Mm-hmm. Sister? Yeah, there was. there's still, from what we know for a fact, two kids in that trailer. What if we talk to the sister before we talk to the potential mom. We found out the sister doesn't go to school, I believe. Trailer sus. It yeah, we, sus. we saw that, that the, <laughs> the kids, neither of the kids were on any school records, correct, Joe? Yes. So when is she going to leave the house? We could ask our buddy. Our homeless eyepatch buddy. <laughs> Charles. I also am dying to figure out what might be in RJ's house. Mm-hmm. Dying to find that out. Maybe if we can link his car to that Ringo Harrison. Hmm. Only yeah. way I can think of that happening is with the fingerprints. Or the employee. 
That's right. Theme Point knows his car. Yeah. Yeah, that's our main thing, I think, right now, so we've got to figure that out. Yeah, we should talk to this employee. Can I get a phone book? Yep. Get yourself a phone book. Look up this Garrett Cohen. Garrett Cohen? Bitches. Got a Greg Cohen. Got a... Harry Cohen. No Garrett Cohen. No Garrett Cohen. Unreal. This dude's in on it. Mm-hmm. What about this uh, this uh, this owner, the, the, this this quick store owner? His his number is written on the uh, hmm. on the report there. That Longo talked to him. Vic Riggs is his name. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? To me? He's giving you his number. Vic Riggs. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Pocket it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna call him. Jerry says, Fuck "No, it. I don't want to call him right now." Okay. <laughs> do you want me to call him? That's what I gave you the number. No, Caleb. Do you want me to call him? Yes. <laughs> call Vic Riggs. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Before I call Vic Riggs, what do you want me to ask him? Why this Garrett Cohen isn't in the phone book? <laughs> okay. Just Who's the Craig's again? Yeah, not what his Who's number is. Ask him yeah, why wait, is no, he in the phone book. You guys are here <laughs> for this conversation. I think we just ask, can can we speak to Garrett at any point? When's he next in? I assume he only works yeah. the day shift. Can we get his number? What the fuck's his name? His Garrett. address. Garrett Cohen. Garrett Cohen. Garrett Cohen. Are you talking about Vic Riggs? Mr. Vic Riggs. Right, give him a call. Bring, bring. Hello. Hi. Uh, does uh, is Mr. Garrett Cohen here? Um. Uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Does one work here? Or. Uh. I think you might be confused. This is my house line. I'm sorry. Are you the owner of uh, Quickstore? Yeah. Can I ask who's calling? Oh, uh, this is uh Jerry Flores. Detective Der- Jerry Flores. Oh, 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 okay, all right, yeah, I'm sorry. Glenn told me that you might be calling, I, nah. I apologize. So, Garrett, uh, Garrett Cohen, <laughs> does he work there? Yeah, 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 Garrett, Garrett, Garrett works for me, um. The, so, we, we we looked on the phone book to find his number, and we couldn't find it. We just, we, we want to uh, talk to him, see if he recognizes a car. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, I can get you his number, give me one second. All right, awesome. And then after, don't you think that's really fucking weird that your employee's number is in the phone book? <laughs> don't you don't you think that's weird as fuck? <laughs> Can you acknowledge this, please? <laughs> I, I also like who is this? No, oh, there's Jerry Jerry Flores. <laughs> like, what are you a fucking reporter? <laughs> yeah, and he he gives you he gives you a phone number. Do I just have it? Yeah. Okay. Please don't, don't make me. Right, don't yeah, make it's, me. Fine, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not gonna do that. Um. All right. You fucking perk down. Yeah. Put your hands up. I don't want you. To all right. Thanks, number. Vic. Uh, no problem. Appreciate Any, anything it. else? Let me know. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, got his number. Do you want to call him? Do you want to meet up with him? What do you? Like? I think we should meet up with him and talk to him in person. All right. Do we have a picture of his, of the car? We can. Did you? Did you? I thought you took pictures of everything when we went there. Yeah. There so when you got yeah, those do. developed pictures from Minneapolis. Pictures of RJ's car, pictures of Bobby's car, pictures of all the evidence in the locker. 
Yeah, they're kind of like sepia. Okay. Yeah. You got a vibe. <laughs> and we left his car there, correct, RJ's? Because the battery was dead, right? Yeah. Unless, I thought. unless I at one point one of you would have requested it to be towed to the police department, that's up to you. But at this point, in magical fantasy land, it's still in his driveway. Hmm. Maybe not the worst thing to drive over. See if anybody else touched it. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Before or after we call Mr. Garrett? We should call Garrett first, definitely. Okay. And we should not miss our meeting with a uh, shit. Chris. When's our meeting and what time is What's it? What's the guy's name? Curtis Collins. Curtis Collins. Uh, so at ten thirty. It's what, still like 7? 7.15? Yeah, at this point it's probably about 7.15, yeah. Cool. I say we give a... Should we meet him when he's working? Well, that's during the... Seems like he's a day shift worker. Yeah, our schedules don't seem to cross paths. When do you guys want to meet him? We can call the the place right now and see if he's working. Because if they work 12-hour shifts, and let's say he starts at 9 a.m., he could still be working right now. And we could catch him before we could talk to Curtis. Yep. Let's, yeah, let's. I'm going to step in as a DM. Save you a little bit of time. The store is probably not open. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> there was a murder there. Dude. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to call Mr. Garrett. Sure. <clears throat> Somebody's really mad they can't get into their storage Shut unit today. Up. Plug in the uh, plug in the number, and it, uh, it rings out. It just, like, it keeps ringing. Oh, it's not even... A, oh. Is there a way to look up numbers at this point based and find an address linked to a number? It would take you a decent amount of time to do that if you really want to okay. do that. Is there an area code? Yes. Is it Linwood Falls? It is the area code that covers Linwood Falls, okay. yes. Can we figure out his address? Yeah, so it's... it's yeah. <laughs> Can I figure out his address? Tell me how you would do it. I mean, if they were employed under the table, do you think that they would even have it? Like Vic. What's a fucking yeah, funny over there? <laughs> what, you think <laughs> you can do any better? No, no. No, he literally said, wait, we have their phone number. Can we look up their address? <laughs> and he was like, wait, we have their area code, right? Oh, so we can look up their address, right? <laughs> he was just like, oh, well, I'm right. saying, okay, well, at least we right. know he's, he's close. <laughs> Nick just doesn't listen to me. What did you say? I said the same thing as you. <laughs> Like oh. 10 yeah, like seconds earlier. Oh, yeah, but he said it better. <laughs> I didn't hear you. I didn't Shit. hear you. <laughs> Darts, this fucking address. <laughs> um, wrong out. He, I mean, the phone number doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, unless we're going somewhere right now. Can I start to look through that? See if yeah. I can yeah. find an address? Mm-hmm. How long do you think that's going to take? Do you think that we can go check out the car? Feels like it's only going to take me like three or four minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, wait. Tio, big, big fucking Terrell Owens for a second, please. What are you? How are you doing this? Genu- I don't know. I didn't know if there was anything set up because right now, if that happened, I'd Google it. Yeah. <laughs> so what you can do is, I mean, how the fuck? I mean, you don't have records sorted by phone number. You, I didn't know if there you was may, like a. Your your the way that you know how to do it, which is probably not the way that you want to do it, is getting in contact with the phone, phone company, company. Yeah. and requesting that, and that would probably need. You know, that's probably going to take some time to, to go through the legal loopholes for that. If I if you sat down and just tried to match up a number, how many hours, days, whatever? Mm-hmm. Go through a phone book. Yeah. With, with and ran the area code. For the area code mm-hmm. and go through each individual number. Excluding businesses, probably. If there's like a business oh, section. Strictly personal. Yeah. Strictly personal. Days. 
What if you rip the phone book in fours? Days. Fuck. That's the only way that I can think of to do it right now, then. Alright. Unless you can give me another way to skin this cat. No, I I don't know, because right now I just Google it. Okay. Are there any other Collins in the phone book? Yeah, there's a couple. How many? Five. I want to call all five. Okay. And what do you say on these conversations? Hey, uh, do you live with a Garrett Cohen? Looking for him in the phone book. Can't seem to find him. First one says no. Second one says no. Third one says nope. Fourth says, I got a cousin Garrett who lives out in El Paso. Then the fifth says no. Boys, we're going to El Paso. El Paso. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How about this uh, groundskeeper? We gotta talk to anyone that may have been in contact with this Garrett. Uh, I mean, going off a hunch, but it seems to me like he might have been on the same. He could have definitely been on type of mo that uh, Ringo was on. Yeah, we could give him a call. We have his name. If he's in the phone book. We could talk to Vic again. We didn't really ask him about that. And I mean, I don't know if he would, but maybe he has an address on Garrett. But he's paying him under the table, so. Maybe that's something he doesn't need to ask. Yeah. I think we should try to talk to the groundskeeper before we call Vic back up and right. kind of just be like, hey, dude, he's not answering. <laughs> what uh, do we do? Yeah. We don't want to no. wait. Like, Sorry, what? We were looking up this beach in the. Uh, See if he had a number in the phone. Yeah, Roger Beach. Yeah, he's got a phone number. Jerry. You You're our phone him? guy. Call Roger. I imagine you guys are all huddled around, like, the phone, and, like, Jerry's just, like, sitting in front of it. And Jerry hates this. <laughs> I offer uh, he's everyone but Jerry, because he's on the phone, a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> hard, hard I gladly oblige. He kind of has it like this, so we can Wait, you, hear you, what's you, going you on. Wait, you didn't give me a cigarette? Yeah. You look at me a little pissed. I give you. One. You gotta. <laughs> yeah, and, or I was gonna give myself one. Passes through Ray's head. You gotta earn it, kid. <laughs> um, Call up Raj. Yeah, who's Roger? Roger Beach is the groundskeeper. We're gonna see if he knows this Garrett Cohen. And when did he usually work? The early shift. Garrett or Roger? Garrett. Was there any reason Garrett worked the early shift? Okay. Yeah. Was there any reason that you actually think that this guy could fit their mo? He, he's. No one can fucking figure something out. I'm just saying, to this point, as detectives, we've been giving away a lot of information. Like we haven't really like held back on anything. But what could they gain from this? Because they know that we're on their ass. How do they know that we're on their ass, though? Because of that, no. How do they know that? Oh no, that that we're on their ass. I totally agree. But I think that that's the thing. Like they already can see us. At the level of... They already know how much knowledge we have. Right? What are they gaining if we call this guy? Wouldn't this be, like, one of the obvious things to do? Yeah, okay. That's fair. Call him up. Yep. Rings once. Roger speaking. Hey, Roger. This is uh, Detective Jerry Flores. Oh, I'm just... uh, Just wanted to know, you are the groundskeeper at the Quick Store, correct? Yeah, that's currently where I'm employed, yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, do you know a Garrett Cohen? Yeah, yeah, I know Garrett. Okay, um, do you, like, know what his address might be? I just have a couple of questions for him because we are um, investigating something that happened, and we just wanted to know oh, if he... Oh, you're talking about Chris? Well, yeah. That's a fucking shame. He was a, that was a, he was I a know. good kid. I know, I know. 
trying oh. to figure figure everything out. So we just wanted to ask Garrett a couple questions because we believe that he worked there um, most of the time that these people were were checking in there. So oh shit, uh yeah um I had a I had a beer with Garrett once at his house. Um, it was over on Walnut Street. Uh, he lives in an apartment there. Do you remember, like, maybe was it across the street from any bars or no, stores? No, not across the street from anywhere, but... Nothing close that you remember that might give us a hint as to where it is? It's an apartment building. I think there's a payphone on the corner. Ah, it's it's kind of tough. Can we? Is it like loud enough for if we're all quiet? We can kind of like hear. Yeah, stuff. you okay. can. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of. We're probably all like huddled. Yeah, you like, can definitely hear this. Oh yeah, so we hear it, and I put like written down. This is uh, Bobby Tillman's address, and I put it, and it's sixteen twenty Walnut Street, and I, and I like tap on that while he's on the phone. And what were you saying? Sorry, <laughs> I, I was trying. I, I was trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, there, it's um, it's it's not really in a super residential like area. When was the last time he saw Garrett? All right. Um, do you know how like how old he is? I'm just trying to grasp. Like Garrett's about probably late thirties. Okay. All right. When was the last time you seen Garrett? Last time I saw him was his shift four days ago. All right. All right, Roger. Thank you. I think that's all I need to ask. Sure. I appreciate you. Yep. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. No, I'm sorry. Roger didn't didn't say four days ago. He said three days ago. Okay. And he kind of explained like where in this building complex that the apartment was. No. Okay. He just said there was a payphone on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really give me anything after that. He but said he the... went to. He had a beer at his house once. Oh, but that's the general age of Bobby Tillman. Correct. Late thirties. Do we yeah. have an apartment complex uh, name for where Bobby lived? I think Garrett Cohen was just a no, there, fucking name. There too. wasn't a name. It Would I be able to find that kind of easily? Yeah, it's not that you don't remember. It's not like it was named like the Walnut apartment. Yeah, the, yeah. Ap- the apartments at Walnut. Mm-hmm. But like, if I so there's no name on them. It's just a building. Yeah, it's just a building. With I can't. In there. I wouldn't be able to find who owns it. Uh, you could request the, you know, property records. This dude's definitely in on it. It's definitely Bobby. I feel like. I mean, that was a fake it. name too. Yeah. How many, when you guys went by there, how many apartments did it look like were in this building? Yeah, I mean, his apartment was, what, apartment like, I think it was 20 or something? Yeah, I don't know if it was... 1620, but yeah, that's... Yeah, so, like, it's 1600 Walnut Street, so that's yeah. 1620. Okay. His was 20 on the right side, probably about 40, 40 apartments. Yeah. So, like, a lot, but not, like, fucking crazy. I think we, I, I think we can find it if we go there. Find what? Which one's his? We've already seen Bobby Tillman's. Yeah, aren't we? But we're looking for Garrett. Oh, you think that these are two different people? I think that this is a fake name, potentially. I'm with you, sir. This is definitely a fake name. I mean... He said that he was... Ringo Harrison's checking into here. Right. If they're in cahoots, and again, it is just a hunch, then why wouldn't they both be using fake names? Are there any famous... Cohen's or anything. Famous Garrett's. <laughs> I just pulled this piece of fuzz out of my belly button. Come on. Nice. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Alright, well that kind of fucks that up. Um, Unless shit. they are just neighbors. Which would be a crazy coincidence. 
That's <laughs> fucked coincidence. But it is a possibility. That's yeah. But there's no name for it. Like we're not finding anything. Yeah. He's oh, at a place. He's employed at a place that is under the table. We didn't have any employment records on him, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Can we can we look at the letter again and reevaluate it from yeah. what we know? That perhaps there's a third person. If there could be a third person. He was right on the grassy knoll the whole time. That motherfucker. Right? What do you mean? If if there's a if Garrett is different from Bobby, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can understand. Garrett that. could be a cannon fodder type of y- you know, like perhaps he's a just pawn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean it does per- add up. Perhaps. We haven't been able to find a Garrett. There's no sign of a Garrett in this fucking town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But does I looked through that same phone book. Bobby Tillman's number comes up like that. Yeah. What's Bobby Tillman's phone number? It matches the number that you were gave. God oh, damn it! Shit. Ah shit! Good shit I was waiting for that one. Uh, well, there's that. Well, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> Scratch that. That's all. Bobby Tillman, this motherfucker worked here. Are you kidding me? With a different. Oh god, I'm out. Wait, so this? What's this yeah, guy's Garrett's last name? What did you say it was Cohen? What reason would he have to have a different name? Yeah, we found that out in. Five minutes. Yeah. Who's he throwing off by giving a fake name? I don't know, but I get the feeling that RJ was more of like, like, never left the house. Like, you would barely ever see him type thing, I feel like. And then maybe that's why he's saying that he strays from the flock. Like, he's lacks clarity. Like, maybe that's him talking about how Bobby, like, oh, is that's all out. Wait like, a it's so much easier wait to find minute, Bobby. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's the- He's out of the bars. What? Don't look at me. The look. sticky note is where is that that this? we got from the glove box? The is that somebody gave? No, no like a while ago. Same time tomorrow. Or same this time. One. Swaps. <sighs> Wednesday. Yeah. What, what? What was the logs from? Do they do this at? They do this at the crate. They do this at the storage locker. Jeez. And this is why there was grain because there's grain in the store. Like whatever they do is in that storage locker. What are they swapping? Swap same time tomorrow. Okay, so did well. Uh, option one that they're swapping is grain because he had a full bag of grain in his car. So is so Bobby. are we boiling it down to that Bobby's? I mean, my one theory is Bobby's giving him something. Bobby is letting him use the storage locker. Let's get the schedule. Let's try and get the schedule of the storage locker and see how often Garrett worked there. Don't we already have the schedule? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he works every day for a 12-hour shift or five days a week. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of overtime and a little so he does work chunk the of money full if job. If he is getting overtime. Yeah, Over- so oh, say overtime. I was... It's not like it's just a front on that day. He just comes in and works. Yeah. He works a full job. There are days that he's working and there is no Ringo Harrison coming in. Yeah. Uh, Okay, just a quick thought to divert. I was wondering why yesterday it seemed like whatever this... Yeah, well, he wouldn't work He wouldn't work five 12-hour shifts. I'm sorry, I take that back. He works four 12-hour shifts. I was wondering why this entity went and attacked this kid. Because it seemed almost out of the way to attack mm-hmm. this kid yesterday and kill this person. Did that person know something? Or are they Chris? just trying to? Yeah, did Chris know something? Was Chris doing something to these to this entity? He was that really mean, sketched out. That like, it's. He was just very scared initially. 
So maybe he did know something. Did he know some? Did he just know faces? Did he know small information, or was he part of this? And they were trying to take him out, like they took out Bobby. Part of it. We have two employees of the same store that were murdered within two within forty eight hours. Well, I think that an easy way to figure out if he was part of it is. I feel like the black lungs mean something for Bobby. Speaking of which, you guys requested a additional check of Bobby's autopsy. And also, probably at this point, Chris's autopsy. So if you guys wanted to get in contact with the coroner, he would probably be able to give you both those reports. Okay. So do we think that... What I'm saying is, like, I think that anybody that's in it, like, probably would have the black lungs, too. Or there would be something like that if if Chris had anything like that. No, it could be. But I don't think that he... I don't... Like, if we rolled up on Bobby Tillman initially before he died, obviously, and we're like, hey, I need you to let us in there. Like, do you think he would just let us do it? Wait, to, to who? Who are we talking If Bobby about? was in Chris's spot um, prior, like a few days ago, like, I don't think that he would have acted the way Chris did, where he was just like, oh, okay, you, let me so just get you Chris and then I'll let you guys in. So that's the, you're entertaining the possibility that Chris might not know anything. Yeah. Right. But why kill him? It seemed very weird to kill him. And why not kill us? Well, because... Did some kind of game at this point. Yeah. Because, because maybe... Yeah, it's a fucking Chris, game. It's called Delta Green. Because Chris, Chris, like Chris could have known shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. also, does that mean... That's why I said this quickly. That I mean, when I say known shit, I mean like... Like... Have seen shit. Have, if, have if, witnessed If the things. thing just left and left Chris there, and then we all walked back up to Chris, and he was just like... Hey, did you guys find anything? And we're all traumatized and fucked up. And, oh, yeah... There's bloody tools and fucking make us look like the crazy. All this stuff happened, and so my friend got lifted up off the ground, and then he, yeah, and then it would be like, yeah. I don't know. Then maybe he'd be like, oh well, Garrett Cohen, this, and I, yeah, like, and then maybe he could have been somebody that known or saw the truck before, and then we, he could have been somebody that helped us, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and speaking, maybe that's why he's dead. Speaking of that, somebody that just helped us. Is whatever this is going to go after the guy that you just spoke to that just Roger? helped us? If it does, then it confirms it. We're going to let this guy get murdered? We're not letting him. We How don't know we... that that's even a thing. And we have yet, no power Based on to... one encounter, and that encounter also included you getting choked by nothing. Nobody, <laughs> nobody here is going to feel any emotion. Oh, we will. If that but guy that'll, turns up dead we tomorrow, no, we will. But that'll be the one. That'll be we, the one that tells us. What are we going to do? Go to the lieutenant, and uh, I want to. But how we're going to go to the lieutenant and say we really You're need not to sure. protect this? We need to protect this guy because the thing that fucking force choked me and then ripped Chris's throat out, uh, and nuked all all the fucking camera pictures. Like that thing's going to get Roger now. Like, <sighs> there's any job out there that has two murders. Within at 48 point, hours. At this point, That's right fair. now, we personally, that. That at true. this point, right now, personally, I'm more sus that Roger could have been in on it than Chris. Roger, or the guy that Being owns the quick that store. Hung out with yeah. The guy that manages the quick store. Yeah, okay. Too, maybe. And so, are we thinking that that Bobby Tillman got this job to help this RJ, or that he had this job and then RJ approached him? With this swap. Well, we could ask Vic about that. We could. We do know that Bobby hasn't been here all that long. His bills were 
the bill cutoff date is relatively recent. I mean, like, not months, but, you know, not like he hasn't been here for 10 years. How long was it? It was about a year? It was like no, two years. No, it was, it was more than that. I mean, it, well, his car was regis- Three, I registered, I believe, in 65, is what I said, when his car was registered. And then the bills for that place were, I have were like that. 68, I think you said. RJ's car was registered in a 69. In 69, I don't know why I said I. Um, so, I mean, that could just be he bought a new car. Yeah, but the bills for the place was big. So does that mean that we think that he approached a Bobby Tillman, or Bobby Tillman was helping him and got a job? Bills go back to 68 to that, you know, the bills for that address. For RJ's? Bobby Or for Bobby's? RJ six. Are you saying who who came to who? Basically? Yes. If I'm, I'm saying, yeah, did Bobby get this job to help RJ? He already knew him. Or did a random yes, man come up to the counter at Quick Store one day and say, hey, do you want some child porn? Let me use this locker <laughs> willy-nilly. And we have swaps. That's fair. We have no idea we what they're swaps. exchanging other than the there's grain. Well, still so confusing. Yeah. What if... Bobby was here before RJ. That's yeah. That's, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's what like, we're saying. Right. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but if then RJ... there's all the there's there's the history about RJ's criminal record and him just magically getting out of prison. We can't act like Bobby's a saint too. Bobby's a fucking weirdo for forever. We're not, but I think that it's more likely that. Bobby was below RJ on the rankings of yeah, same. I still I agree we, with that no I think what. we sort of have a better profile of Bobby in that we know from his sister about his his youth or at least younger than what we know about him now and how that aligns with I don't know maybe his fantasies right and and the evidence we have on him and how it all kind of lines up in this profile fitting this passion child porn crime okay so then the other theory that i was thinking is that so they came to bobby and they were like oh we know this guy's a fucking creep let's give him some child porn but that's a really far thing to do just to use a locker under his yeah without him caring so our possible actions right now we can um, meet with Curtis. We can we could talk to Vic or Roger a little bit more. We could schedule something. We could go to the trailer park and try to learn more about um, the, you know the poor kid's mom, right? That Bobby Tillman's been visiting. How do we go about doing that? That's that would be harder to do to accomplish. There's a lot that we can do right now. Yeah. I think in order to cover a tale more, if one of us does talk to the little girl first, somehow, like, which that would be hard, but like, maybe we could talk to, um, shit, what's the homeless guy's name? Charles. Charles. Yeah, maybe we could talk to him and figure out if there's like some kind of routine or pattern, anything. But that's like option four. Like we have, right? Any Anything else? Talk to those kids. I don't know if that's still a... Rabbit hole. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we wanna we wanna talk to those kids first and foremost. Kind of, it's been on our our list of things to do for a while. We put it off. Yeah. If only there was a piece of equipment that was in this room that would allow you to easily visualize all the possible leads that you have up to this <laughs> point. If only there was a piece of equipment that's been staring at me for the last fucking five weeks. Yeah, that's crap. <laughs>
Here we go. There's too many potential rapists on this board. River body. Is Dr. Weiss Clay the guy from Game the of the Hunger Games show? There's all of us. I don't know. Looks like the guy from Hunger Games. He's famous. Oh, boys the... What color you want us? I love ECU. Something, whatever is friendly. Green? Green. Green's green. Green. pretty green. friendly. Oh, red for <laughs> dead <our> people. Day. <laughs> oh, I did red and I did. Oh. Black should be the dead people. Yeah, it's true. I got that for the red river body. Is our, uh, did we confirm that the body found in the river was the trailer park boy? No, we haven't confirmed that. Yeah, right, no. that's we, just a superstition. Been, it will, or, it's, it's uh, an assumption. It's a very. So that no, just no. represents trailer park woman. Trailer park woman. Yeah, ex really explore the space here, guys. Get it. Mics up, mics up. How can we make this? Mics up. Yeah, bring those mics up. Mics up. Got the mics up. For a reason I'm gonna point it kind of towards them. Put all, let's try to start with like our Wait, friendlies, like our officers. Found the river body. Yeah. And this is the guy that 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 pointed us towards the trailer park. That's right. He can't be left off. What do you want for sad dead kids? Sad dead kids. Well, black. That that is black. Give me a questionable. Questionable. We're getting good on the key. What longos in on it? I don't think that we should put him over in the good guys. Because he was being mean to me. Notes. We know it's a thing. Or we can make. But it's not like. It's we not have like Ricky's. Oh, that's mm -hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, but <laughs> I didn't know if it's directly Bob. Do we know that it's Bob? <laughs> oh, holy <God>. shit! Dead people. Pink. Pink. It's pink. If they're allies. If they're allies, they're pink. We should. He should be purple. No. Yeah. He should be questioned. He's questionable, bro. He's definitely questionable. You know, you build a hundred bridges. They'll never call you the bridge maker if you fuck one kid. <laughs> yes. He stops and starts there. But you might get more, but I don't really see Chuck getting more. No, man's gonna get brutally murdered. <laughs> this is the point of the whole board that the park ranger is connected to Lolita. I mentioned the board because I thought that you guys were just gonna put like sticky notes on it about like your leads that you have unfinished or leads to do. That's why I said it. It looks beautiful. We killed it. Uh, for the listening audience, I don't know how much of that I'm going to skip, but they have just concocted... Well, go ahead. To tell me what you made there, Finny boy. Me? Yeah. Oh, it's a board of strings. It is a board of strings. Yeah, that's on, that's on and baby. pictures. Yeah, we're making connections right now. Pictures next, and pins and yarn. The next part of the board will be with specific leads and timelines. Should we add anything else to this map here? Should we change the pin colors? There's no. a lot missing from that map. There's a shit ton missing. Yeah, but work on the map. Another, so I imagine, map. I imagine this in universe is basically you guys spending time and really hashing this out and talking this out and pulling connections and stuff like that. So you guys spend a decent amount of time doing that. I'd say the whole time up until we gotta leave. Until yeah, yeah. Um, Sylvia. Moment. There was actually something that I wanted to do. <laughs> Can we play the rest of this standing up like this? Yeah. <laughs> like this. Um, Let's do it. Can Everybody I, stands. <laughs> can I look into everything that we looked into with Bobby Tillman? With this other name? See with if, this Garrett Cohen name? See if Garrett Cohen pops up on anything else? Yes. Yeah, you spend the time to do that. And it looks like that name doesn't come up in any other reference. Okay. But I will say that prior to you guys heading out on whatever expeditions or follow-ups you will do you guys do take the time and hash this out talk about it and amongst the shuffling of people outside of the violent crimes unit walking by your phone's ringing and you guys are just kind of huddled around this 
board, pinning stuff up, talking it out, wondering where you're going to go next. And that's where we're going to pick up next session. Thanks for listening to this episode of LFVCU, a Nasty Table production.